everybody. Welcome to Next Two Nerds. My name is Amy and freaking freaking Star Wars dudes. <laughs> and my name is Shannon and I'm your resident rebel scum. Yay! Yay for rebel <laughs> scum. Rebel scum forever. Rebel scum. It's the Star Wars episode. Hooray! Hooray! It's also Mother's Day as we're recording today. Yes, happy Mom's Day, Mom. Happy, happy Mom's Day, all you moms. Happy, happy Star Mom. Happy yeah. Star Mom. There's happy, a, happy Mom's Day, Space Mom. There's a Carrie Star Fisher. Mom. Oh, Carrie Fisher, Space Mom. Best Star Mom. There is a Star Mom waiting in the sky. She'd Always. like to come and meet us, but right now is not a really good time to like be hanging out with people. It's very irresponsible. Stay at home. Stay safe. Yeah, stay stay in space. Stay in space. <laughs> stay in space. <laughs> Make sure to stay in space, everybody. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't even I can't even explain how excited I am to be talking yeah, about Star Wars. Yeah, in case you can't tell, we're both super fucking pumped to talk about Star Wars. Mm, we got so. so much good Star Wars stuff to talk about, y'all. So let's kind of get into what we what we did for the week that was Star Warsy themed. Shannon, what what Star Warsy thing did you do? Um, my, my thing this week was I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian Gallery. Ooh, it's, nice. Yeah, it's the docuseries they're doing on Disney Plus about the making of The Mandalorian. And the first episode focuses on all the different directors that helped make it happen. Right. Um, and, um, you know, there's so many great names, you know, Deborah Chow and Bryce Dallas Howard and Arbu, Taika Waititi. Arbu. And, uh... Rick Famuyiwa and um, good effort. Personal favorite, yeah. <laughs> I apologize to him. I've never heard his name said out loud, so same. I made an attempt, and it was probably awful. But I love your work, sir. So, yes. um, <laughs> um, and my personal favorite, Dave Filoni. Um, oh yeah, he did, he did the pilot. Um, you know, and worked on other stuff as well. But uh, I just I have such an affection for him. Um, he started off in 2D animation, um, he worked on King of the Hill and Last Airbender, um, and he was recruited by George Lucas, um, to work on Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, so, uh, he's, you know, he's very well versed in the Star Wars universe, and when they spoke to him in the documentary, I got so many feels about him because he's truly one of us. Like, his love of all things Star Wars is just so joyful and pure. Yes. And, like, when he was talking about what he wanted to do for his episode, there was just no ego at all. He was just totally gleeful to add to, like, this universe that he loves. Right? Everything I ever hear or see about him is just genuine and good, and he's just loving doing what he's doing. It's great. Yeah. And this this documentary just totally reinforces that. Like, he's he's such a good being, and he's so like sweet and honest in everything that he does so I feel like that really lends a certain I don't know just like a certain tone to everything that he produces it makes it feel friendlier and more familiar so yeah I yeah yeah when and fans Waititi, oh well, my god I know I love that man yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like he he not only did you know the the episode he also voiced a character and just like his palpable enthusiasm and his ability to inject humor <laughs> into very serious stories right like, uh he's yeah. a he's another solid solid being who i'm just excited to have in in working in star wars things and working in anything in general honestly yeah yeah absolutely like he's just he has a very necessary viewpoint and yes. it's always it's always awesome to see what he comes up with, and it's always unexpected, but it's exactly what you need, and you never knew you needed it. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's, I, I, we, we all need, we all need, all, everything that he does is just freaking fantastic. Both of them, both of them are just solid, yeah, solid people absolutely. to have in, in a nerd universe. We need, we need yes. good, we need good peeps. So I would totally recommend checking out the documentary. It's going to be episodic. Um, each episode is going to focus on different parts of the making of um and there's like a little round table with all the creators and different actors and stuff are going to be speaking as well so right it's definitely a good time to watch it um 
get geared up for the second season where we're going to get to see our boy Boba Fett. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I know. So much good news coming out of Star Wars land, honestly. Yeah. It's it's super exciting that, you know, uh, Morrison, who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, is coming back to play Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. I'm right. so psyched about that. How so. cool is that? It's just yeah, keeping it, keeping it so good. Keeping it so good. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh. So definitely that just check that out it's made me really happy and you get to learn a lot of cool little tidbits about what it what it takes to make an episode of a show like that so i love documentary stuff like that in general but especially when it's something as involved as star wars where you know a lot goes in behind the scenes yeah like man it's it's just good it's just good yeah it's it's good content, so that was that was my happy Star Wars thing for the week. Yay! So. <laughs> well, what I was doing because we were we had kind of mentioned a little bit earlier during the week talking about Kotor. Yes. And I did not go back and play Kotor because, as much as I love those games, especially Kotor Two, um, the graphics are are rough. <laughs> they they definitely are. Um, I I actually just bought it for the iPad and I've been playing it a bit. The first one. Okay, cool. And it's still like it's the story's great. It's super fun. Um, you know the voice acting is actually pretty decent. Uh, but the graphics are plunkerific. Yeah, because <laughs> man, and and man, those stories, especially too. Co- the story for like Kotor two was amazing, and you know. Spoilers, because no, guess what? EA is never going to remake Kotor. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. They, they, they are not going to put their money into doing like a single player RPG. It's, it's no. not, it's not what they're going to do, and it's very sad. But, um, but dang, the Kotor two story, just having that like, like that that you are the big bad that you have had amnesia and that you're Revan and you were the big yes. bad from one, was just, like, mind-blowing, was such an unused trope at the time. Like, now yeah. it's kind of common-ish, sort of. Yeah, definitely. But, like, at the time, it was so just monumentally different. Like, you're never the problem. You're the solution. Right? So. And you're kind of putting <laughs> together, like, oh, that would be why they even bothered to train, like, an adult as a Jedi, and why everything seemed really weird, and, you know, why they were kind of treating me differently. And it's it's really, it was just such a cool twist to have in that yeah. game. And it's that a good reveal. You could be, like, the bad guy if you really want to, y- even though I can never I can never do that in games. I don't know about you. No, I always, I have a really hard time doing that. Like, I I could never really, like, appease the companions in that game who were dark side. Yeah. Because I just couldn't bring myself, it's it's the same, like, with the Mass Effect, where there's, like, certain characters who like you if you're a renegade. I can't do it. No, I can't. I can't, I can't do that to my good beans. I can't be mean to my good people. It makes me sad. Yeah, like, I know, I know Jack wants me to slap her around, but I can't do it. I can't, I don't want to <laughs> slap anybody around. It's not I in my. Want, I want it's not my, my makeup. I want yeah, a hug. Sorry. Can I just hug you? Is that okay? It's. Will you feel better? Paragon forever. Paragon for life. Exactly. <laughs> like not enough scones in Mass Effect, but um, but I was playing the um, and I'm a little sad that it's an MMO, but it came out a while back. The uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. I kind of got playing oh, yeah. that again. I've heard about it, but I've not played it. It's really actually pretty darn good. I forget exactly when it came yeah. out. But um it's it's, you know, in the same basically it's it's like a thousand years, I think, after the events in Kotor. It's after the events in Kotor and before the events in the uh, original movies. So it's kind of sandwiched okay. in the middle there. Or no, is it okay. before the I, Oh my god. The 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 Star Wars lore is so massive and expansive, which is great, but also incredibly confusing. <laughs> There's a lot to keep track of. <laughs> exactly. But um, it, it's still basically just, you know, you're still in early, like, the Republic is still, you know, it, it's still its own, uh, it's not like Rebels at this point, you know. It's still the Empire versus, you know, the Galactic Republic. They still kind of it's exist. It's still a legitimate right. viewpoint. You know, they're not outlawed, they're not on the run. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> groovy stuff like that <laughs> but like um for an mmo and you can still you can play it now it's it's free to play i think all of the like initial stories for all of the uh classes are free to play which is pretty cool oh that's rad yeah so i've so kind of like no risk 
Yeah, you can just, like, you can buy it, and you can play through the classes and see if you like it, and you don't have to, like, pay for the additional content if you don't want to, which is nice. And very, nice. again, cool. unusual for EA. But, <laughs> but you know. Um, so I was playing through one of my favorite, and again, we were just talking about how I hate playing bad people, but one of my favorite classes to play in that is actually the Imperial Officer that you can play as. Oh, snap. You are basically like a James Bond. Oh, cool. It's it's really interesting because you can kind of be a double agent as as you go through with the story. You kind of figure out what's what's going on and and your handler and who you're and who that person is and how they're trying to keep you safe from all the Sith that are doing crazy shit and how basically the imperial like intelligence is just trying to keep shit together. Okay. With all these crazy Sith running around killing people and it's 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 interesting cuz you can kind of work with the Republic as you're working for the Empire, who thinks that you're in, you know, working as a double agent in the Republic. And it's it's really, it's actually like a really cool storyline. And I was like, wow, MMO has this. That's awesome. And the fact that you can still have all these really cool, you know, you, you basically have dark side and light side points. So you can, you know, be a Sith and be a good guy, and you can be uh, on the Republic side and be a bad guy. It's it's like they actually kind That's of... That's really cool. Yeah, they actually kind of added in those dynamics, which which I like, which, yeah, I would have enjoyed having it in a, you know, a single-player RPG. But again, that's not something that EA was going to do ever, publish ever. Yeah, there's, there's too much competition now and, like, other established franchises... For them to drop that sort of cash to develop it. Yeah, you know? that's not really their jam. Their jam is 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 printing money and destroying studios that do original things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're good at other stuff. They're good at other stuff. <laughs> but no, like there's some really cool classes that you can play as. Um, you basically there's there's four classes that are you know different between depending on which side uh, you're on. Like you know your Jedi and your Republic, you have a Jedi Knight, um, uh, you have, like, a Jedi, um, Sage, I believe is the name for it, kind of a more, like, magic-y user sort of Oh, that's cool. thing, more force powers, stuff like that. Very cool. Um, you have a Smuggler, which you're basically Han Solo, and it's kick-ass. Yeah. It's, it's, you're, it's so good. You even fly his My ship. Boy. You even fly the same model of ship. Oh, that's awesome. It even, that's all I've ever really wanted. Right? They even, like, mentioned <laughs> that it has the secret, you know, the secret compartment to, you know, smuggle yes. extra shit in it. So I'm like, part of yes. me is like, what if this is, like, the original, like, what if I, what if I am actually flying the Millennium Falcon? That would be fucking right, cool. Right, because we know he won it from Lando, but before that, who knows? It's just been know, a like... ship that's been tossed around like a, I don't know, I don't know. Like a Wookiee in a windstorm. Like a Wookiee in a windstorm. There Which we go. Which isn't probably factually accurate, but I like the alliteration. Yeah, the, the alliteration's <laughs> good. And I mean, the hair probably gets all over the place. So that's, you know, maybe it's... Windswept. Yeah. yeah. A windswept. That's fine. A windswept Wookiee. <laughs> windswept Wookiee is my new band. Yeah, that's a good band. <laughs> <laughs> I love Windswept Wookiee. They're my favorite. So good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you can play Smuggler. You do get a Wookiee, too, which... Oh, yeah. The Smuggler is that. the most fan service class, and I love it. Like, it's the one where it's like, are you a Star Wars fan? Here is everything that you want. You're gonna fly <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. You're gonna get a really cool Wookiee. You're gonna get nice. to bone everybody. You're gonna... That's, <laughs> it's, that's it's what great. you want. Exactly. It's everything that you want. And, um, and there's, like, a Republic Trooper class, which I haven't played that much of, but still fun. Still a fun class. Yeah, very cool. And then they kind of did the same thing with the uh, the Empire side, but just like, you know, obviously they have different names. Like, instead of Jedi Knight, you're a Sith Warrior. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you're a Sith Inquisitor, which is a fun, sassy, Ooh. right? Hey. I'm an Inquisitor. Hey um, <laughs> <laughs> you have the, um, the Empire Agent, which is basically the Smuggler. Okay. And um, you can be a Bounty Hunter. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's it's like that's what you want. It's basically a very fan servicey MMO and I, I I really enjoyed it when it came out and playing it again I was like, yeah, this is just good nonsense fun 
and I love it. It's great. That's awesome. I'm here for that. That's yeah. very cool. Highly recommend if, if nobody's checked out the MMO, if they didn't want to check it out when it came out because, you know, it was, you did have to pay monthly for it back in the day. Uh, yeah, it's like free to play right now. You can, you know, just buy it and play the base stories. You get a decent amount of characters and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's worth, it's worth the time and everybody has a lot of it right now. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we all got time right now. That's we, awesome. We all got time, so so put some time into an MMO, the ultimate time sink, if ever there yeah. was one. <laughs> Silver linings. Now is the time to become addicted to an MMO. Exactly. If ever there was a time, now is yes. that time. Now is that time. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing lots of that, and I probably will continue to play lots of that over the coming awesome. weeks, because I beat... The Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I promise that it was all I will say this week on the Final Fantasy VII Remake, <laughs> because this is Star Wars week, not Final Fantasy VII Remake week, which is every week in my heart, but you know. You can honor it in your heart. It's okay. It's in my heart. I, I approve. It's in my heart. But anyway. <laughs> okay. So we've had fun this week, but let's let's talk about... Let's talk about some lame stuff. We're going to talk about, um, again, pulling on the themes that we did from last week by picking characters that we don't like in, in franchises that we love. So obviously we love Star Wars right now, but, um, yeah. but, but we got to have some characters that we don't like in Star Wars. So Shannon, please tell me, and I will agree, I, I know who it's going to be, and I'm real excited to <laughs> shit all over him. So let's go. I uh, I would like to bring to the table who I believe, in my humble opinion, is the biggest offender in mm -hmm. the Star Wars universe. Young Anakin. Young Anakin is a piece of trash. Uh, Throw him uh, onto the table, break the table, take the pieces of the table and just throw them at him as he <laughs> runs away. He's yes, the worst. He, he's... he's a piece of trash that you can't even recycle you just you send it to the incinerator yes you send it to the trash compactor and we speak of it no more you send it um, to the incinerator and it doesn't burn completely so it's it's not actually <laughs> gone but somehow makes him a better character <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i've i've given i've given the character of anakin a lot of chances and just very recently in preparation for this episode i went back and i watched Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones again, mm -hmm. um, just to have it fresh in my mind. And I know that nine-year-old Anakin on Tatooine is supposed to come off as like smart and precocious, but I just find him incredibly intrusive and grating. Yeah, like, it's it's sappy allegory, which I fucking hate. Yeah, because you know his mom is Shmi, who is a slave. But he has no father because he's a child of the Force. Like, okay. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Child of the Force. <sighs> no dad. Um, oh, boy. But I, even that could be forgivable because, like, whatever. Like, trophy, whatever. If he had been cool. But he was not. <laughs> no. He was not cool at all. And you hope he gets better as he gets older. But... Then as, like, teenage Anakin in Attack of the Clones, like, he's still incredibly hard to swallow. He's just full of teen ego and bluster. Yeah. Which, like, if you're a Padawan, you need to squash that shit, bro. Squash that shit. Right? And Obi-Wan um, is such a good, like, person to have around. Like, how, how do you... I think maybe, you know, Ewan McGregor just took all the cool. He absorbed it and... That's what happened. He, he just used it all, and there was none left to parcel out to the Padawans. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but, like, he's just, like, in Attack of the Clones, he's just, he's a super creep. Like, he's just laser beam boner staring at Padma the whole time. Yeah. Like, and I, I understand that they need to set a basis for the love story, but the way that they started it off is just him being intensely creepy. There's right. actually, like, there's a scene where Padme says, don't look at me like that. And oh, Anakin's God. response is like, why? Like that fucking goofy-faced Spongebob meme. That was the like, perfect Anakin impression, actually. <laughs> why? 
And then she says, like, very matter-of-factly, like, it makes me uncomfortable. Because we have to remember that at the time, Anakin's, like, 19 and Padme is, like, in her mid-20s. So yeah, she remembers him as that little boy on Tatooine. So the fact that he's coming hard at her right, right off the bat, when they're supposed to be in a professional relationship, is so inappropriate. And she makes an attempt to remind him of that in a not unkind way. And even after she says it makes her uncomfortable... He just keeps staring at her and then just gives this creepy stalker smile like lech, lech, lech and like strokes her shoulder and just, oh, yeah, he's... Like, it makes my skin crawl every time I watch it. It's not a healthy and... relationship like that at all. <laughs> no, like... just no. <laughs> and just like the only palatable Anakin for me is in the Clone Wars series. And I stand yes, by that. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that dynamic between him and Ahsoka is really what makes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he he grows as his own person when you see him take her on as a Padawan and try to sort of do for her what Obi-Wan did for him. And I think it kind of makes him realize, like, oh, wow, I was kind of a shit. I should right. probably work on that. And she's great because <laughs> she fucking, like calls him out on all the stupid shit he does and and does not let him him get get away away with it exactly exactly she's like the perfect the perfect kind of counterbalance to his nonsense absolutely yeah and that's that's what he needed and with the character of padme like i don't doubt that she loved him but i just i can't watch them together it's just awful yeah and then you know like in Revenge of the Sith, when he just has that drop of the hat turned to the dark side, she's like, well, I'm evil now. And she's like, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yes, but also, like, he's he's supposed to be a Jedi. He's supposed to be a force of good and balance. And that's a problem, too, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole situation is just incredibly flawed and I don't necessarily blame Hayden Christensen for that. I think he tried, yeah. but they're just, there, there was, you know, garbage to work with. So it turned out garbage in the end. Like I still have an affection for those movies, obviously, but young Anakin will always suck the most. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree completely. He, he sucks. And, and I think it's unfortunate that poor Hayden Christensen had to play that character. I just think that there was not a lot of thought put into how to write that character and just, you know, it was, it was, you know, like, as, as you've said before, it was just kind of like a throwaway character. Like it just, it had a lot of surface and nothing to drive it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of, that is, it, it happens in Star Wars sometimes. <laughs> it's such a dense universe. Like, there's only so much great shit to go around. So, yeah. I Sometimes I think in an effort to make it seem like a more diverse and more full universe, a lot of characters that we wish gave more don't give us enough. Yeah, exactly. That kind of leads into... And I don't want to say a specific character for this because I don't want to call a specific character out. <laughs> Mostly because <laughs> I feel like we all know who I'm thinking of specifically calling out. And I thought her character could have been great. And, you know, the actress was great. But, like, just in general, I feel like the the most recent movies kind of took characters that could have been very... Uh, very cool and very well developed and had their own like cool little role in you know the whole rebellion and just kind of were like uh i don't know what to do with this <laughs> i i 100 percent agree with you i know exactly what you're talking about and i 100 percent agree with you yes um yeah just lots of potential but just never tied it together and Star Wars fans being the way that they are, a lot of them are very angry all of the time. Yes. <laughs> and when that wrath gets directed at real world people, it it just it doesn't it doesn't help the fandom and it doesn't lend itself to making the best product. No, because it's like the actors they do their best, my dude. They're people and they're they're trying to do what they can. <laughs> you can't exactly like imagine if you got cast in star wars and you were so excited to do it and then like a large number of fans said you were shit yeah like like 
it's it's that's really bad. It's I think it's just because <laughs> there are so many Star Wars fans, and you're bound to piss off somebody. You can't make everybody happy, and I think that's the thing that a lot of Star Wars fans and a lot of other fandoms, a lot of these people don't come to terms with the fact that everything is not for you. Like right. I try to come to it like. I watched Star Wars for the first time when I was probably, like, seven. So there's a whole generation of kids who these are their movies, and they're going to feel the way about them that we do about the original. Exactly. It's like, in in, when a movie is available to be consumed by children and that children can latch onto as... Because, basically, these movies are for kids, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. At their core, Star Wars movies are kids' movies. Right. And I don't say that with any disregard for the quality of stuff that's in the universe oh of course not you know like i just i feel like it's important to remember that because not everything is going to be your criterion collection steel box collectible bullshit exactly and i feel bad that these most recent movies had to get just jumped around between you know jj abrams and rian johnson and and like both good capable directors who had their own visions but you know were not able to fully realize their own visions of these movies because of all the nonsense that went down. Yeah, I agree. I so, agree. But but that's that's kind of I it's not so much as a character that I I specifically am like other than Anakin, you pretty much I think we all I think we all share that that Anakin is the I worst th- Star Wars character. I feel period. like we all should. I mean, although if we have listeners and Anakin's your favorite character, that's okay too. Like, oh yeah, and and tell me know, why. Like, I want to know. I want to know why and and like why yeah, you feel that I, way. Maybe I missed something, you know. But that's you know, like I'm okay with people not liking shit, but people need to allow other people to like that shit if they exactly. Do. It's it's like it's not the end of the world that somebody likes something that you don't like. It's okay. Right. There's a lot of content within this universe. We can all find something that we love and coexist. <laughs> exactly. We can all coexist happily in in this really cool universe where there's like magic, you know, psychic knights and and laser battles and shit like and fighting teddy bears and giant dogs with bowcasters ex- like exactly. Good, <laughs> just in, just have fun with it, my dudes. Yeah, Star Wars has always been a very joyful thing to me, so I like to share it with people who can also find joy in it. Like, I don't like to shit on things to have fun. That's not how I roll. Yeah, so. that's no fun. It's no fun to shit. Yeah. It's, it's fun to, like, be silly and shit on things. Like Absolutely, yeah. Like watching, like, it, you know, like watching a really terrible movie with friends and just laughing at stuff. Like watching The Room and just enjoying that. Because even... Tommy Absolutely. Wiseau was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm so happy that everybody, like, finds some joy in that movie. That's the kind of Absolutely. attitude. Have a Tommy Wiseau attitude towards your life, and you'll be okay. Word. Word. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of just having fun with shit and, and not not giving a crap about anything, let's let's talk about our D&D stuff. I know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. shift around Crush of the Week because, um... We kind of got into talking about Rogue One a bit. Yes. And and I think Rogue One is, honestly, it's it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. I know that's kind of like, Aww. that might be weird to say. I don't know, but. I don't think it's weird. I, everyone's allowed their favorite. And it's a really good movie. And it, it plays such a important, connective part in the saga. Right. I love, we were kind of talking about how good the character development is and, and how good you know, just the general storyline is where it sits in the in the storyline of the universe where you know what's gonna happen and you kinda know what's gonna happen to these people, but you're still kind of hanging on for like, well maybe things are gonna be alright. Right. You're hopeful the whole time that maybe shit won't go south because you like these characters so much. Right. Like maybe I maybe I misremembered the whole <laughs> maybe maybe everything's gonna be fine. But no, um this is gonna be chill. They're they're great. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. They're happily retired on Endor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scarif, everything happened fine. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens on Scarif. Nope. But <laughs> but I, I'm really excited to talk about our D&D person for the week because I, I guess oh, they are not a too. person because um, I think, I, was it was it Bobby who was like, you guys should talk about a droid? 
Yeah, but my my husband, I was asking his opinion. He was like, "You guys should do a droid." Yeah, that would be really interesting, right? And then I thought of Alan Tudyk because I love Alan Tudyk, and he's a uh, great human. Yes, and K two, K two, the best boy. I love K two. <laughs> I love, love me it. some K two. So good. I was watching some clips of of just good K two moments right before yes. we started, and man, he's such a good character. He's he's so just smart and funny and just I, I he's almost I don't want to like say a perfect character but he's kind of a perfect character he's kind of a perfect character <laughs> <laughs> he's like kind of a perfect character like oh man like what's what's one of the quotes where Will is talking to uh something about planning to start with R2D2 and C3PO you're like you're not gonna you're gonna skip over K two the best droid right ever. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so so important and so such a fun, such a dang fun robot. So we're gonna we're gonna try and talk about how you build a K two in heck yeah D and D because that's fucking kick ass. Hell yeah. What were you? What did you uh, figure out your race? I mean, I was thinking in terms of race in um what what is it Eberron. Um, where you have the Warforged. Oh, okay. The Warforged are basically, like, these robots, basically, like, ancient D&D-y robots that are, um, kind of made from, like, wood and metal and are kind of, um, oh, I don't know what's a good word to otherwise describe them. We made from wood and metal, they can feel pain and emotion, which is kind of what, again, what with, um, K2 where he kind of develops emotion and a personality where he shouldn't have had one. Yeah, he he becomes like, you know, very self-aware of his personality and he's like, you know, sarcastic and quippy and funny and like he, you know, he has stuff to contribute that's totally his own creation. So, right. So I figure and they get they get nice little bonuses too. They get 2 to consti- plus 2 to constitution, which I think fits pretty well for are big, because K2's like a big old security imperial he's, droid. He, yeah, he's a giant boy. He's so. a, he's a big old strong boy. So they get like a plus two to constitution and then plus one to another ability score, which is nice. Might, nice. Pop, might pop that extra one into charisma, because he's a good sassy boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good sassy boy. And they get like extra protection and stuff because they're robots, but. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. But what were you thinking? Did you find a race that would fit him? Um, I actually went a little weird with it. And Tell um, me, tell me. Uh, I I went with Goliath. Ooh, um, I was thinking that too. Oh, rad. Awesome. Well, you know, because they're like, they're like between seven and eight feet tall, and they pride themselves on like their own skillfulness and resourcefulness. Like they're super into being self-sufficient. And, like, K2 is all about, like, he'll ignore a direct order if he has a better idea that will get them there faster. So he's like, I know best. I'm going to make this shit happen. Right. Um, And they're kind of always driven to outdo what they've done. So, like, he's a reprogrammed Imperial droid. So he knows some of what he's capable of. And he's like, I did that so I can do better. And... Most of them die trying to surpass themselves, and yeah. he sacrifices oh, no. himself. Oh, I know. So Spoilers that, for K2, but oh, man. Yeah, you know, so, like, I, he's just such a big, strong boy, and, like, they also have, like, the stone endurance and the powerful build, so, you know, he's, like, that big, beefy boy, and he busts those doors open, yeah. you know? Oh, that's good. Which is kind of cool, yeah, and they're also, like, they're super into keeping track of things and it's kind of abstract to add it in this way but like he's always mentioning like how shitty their odds at survival are yes (laughs) (laughs) he does he does do that a lot (laughs) like that's like their compulsion to keep score and be like well you know we have a 0.03 percent of pulling this shit off yeah (laughs) so i don't know i thought that could be kind of interesting it was like you know I would be down with seeing that. Yeah. I like that, too. I was like, if I didn't go directly into making him a robot root and, and wanted to make him, like, a an actual, like, person, I was thinking Goliath, too. 
Yeah, I that's cool. Cause, well, because if you can make a robot, you always want to make a robot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who doesn't want to make a robot? But, you know, if you can't make a robot, make a giant stony man. Absolutely. <laughs> giant stony man. So, what were you thinking about for class? Um, I, I tossed around a couple of ideas, but I kind of landed on Monk. Okay. Um, he has, you know, sort of a lot of different skills that he can call upon, but this is, like, another thing I got hung up on. Like, the fact that he is a robot, and monks have that thing, timeless body, where, like, the ravages of time don't affect them. Yeah. So, I thought that might be kind of cool, and I don't know, like, he's he's good at, you know, like, melee combat, but he can also do, like, some ranged... I don't know, like, I thought maybe his intelligent robot brain would do well as a monk with all of you know the focus abilities that they have yeah that's neat i like i didn't think of that but it, it does make sense because they do they get a lot of immunities to stuff because they just have control over their bodies so so good like you can't poison a monk you can't you know right yeah like they're they're immune to poison like there's lots of attacks that they can kind of ignore if they're you know focusing and using their their energy um and we could give them some tinker tools to be super cute and kitschy yeah <laughs> robot robot <laughs> yeah and it would kind of make sense for him to not have need to wear armor you know he's a robot right right he's and you know armor. like he could come from like a soldier background because he was an imperial droid so like he is a soldier so okay. that yeah. kind of fit it we definitely both agreed on that. I definitely put him into like a soldier background too, just because sure. that made that made the most sense out of you know your your generic uh, uh, backgrounds that they have in in D anD. d Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that definitely. But what I was thinking was I was thinking of making him a fighter. Oh, awesome! I was thinking of making him a him a fighty boy. I started to build a little bit of a fighter, and I again we we keep doing That's this really thing good. where we keep have building these characters and just really want to make them now <laughs> yep i i totally did that i there's now a goliath uh monk on my D beyond account heck so yeah there's that <laughs> heck yeah because they get man fighters that's the thing is fighters their attacks become just unstoppable you get so many attacks and so many options that you can just keep nothing they do is terribly flashy but they can just keep hitting and hitting and hitting and Super are effective like so many bonus attacks. <laughs> exactly, which kind of fits for for K2 doesn't do anything super flashy or crazy. You know, yeah, he can like pick people up and throw them and do really cool feats of strength that are again very fightery. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I definitely I see that for sure. That's really really on the money. And like they get they get their um what you call it? They get their fighting styles where you can kind of choose at I, I think it's third level and like 10th level or something like that, what your fighting style is. So you can get like protection, which uh, is, is really good actually. Protection is like if something is attacking another target that's within five feet of you, you can like use your reaction to impose a disadvantage on their attack roll, which is fucking sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. And he's a big protecty boy. He likes to protect his, his friends. He or he's, does. he's he's told to protect his friends. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the, what's that quote Cassian told me to? Uh, 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm here to you know I'm here to protect you. Cassian told me to. Yeah, yeah. Jin, Jin, I'll be there for you. Cassian said I had to. It's just. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Like he's just he's not emotionally attached to doing it. He just knows that that's what he to do. Exactly, and even to the point where you feel like he might be feeling the emotional attachment or he thinks that Jin is becoming like emotionally attached to him he just kind of diffuses it in the best way it's it's yeah it's great and yeah, yeah he's, like he's awesome all the extra attacks they get like survivor so they get even more resilient in battle they get like even more constitution like yeah you can't kill a fighter it's very hard to kill yeah. a fighter that's a very good point. I'm totally, yeah, I'm very into that. It's like you would have to, like, throw them in a room with a bunch of uh, droids and stormtroopers trying to kill him, and it would take all of them to actually 
destroy him. And then we'd right. be really sad at the end. And then he'd close the door and, and make me real sad. <laughs> Locking the vault now. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's it. And that's it. That's just how he goes. Yeah. That's just how yeah, he goes. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It's such an emotional it's, thing without him, like, showing any emotion. And it hurts so it's hard. the most <laughs> emotional with the least emotion. Yeah, it's it's rough. That's a rough one. <laughs> yeah, man, that... Rogue, Rogue One is a rough movie. Like, if you're feeling kind of sad, you probably shouldn't watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a pick-me-up film. It's very good. Yeah, but... oh, it's excellent, and it's, it's again, very unconventional in Star Wars movies sense that it's just, it's not a feel-good. Most Star Wars movies are a feel-good time. Yeah, there's not, it's, it's a part of the story that needs to happen, and it's cool to see how it gets pulled off, but it's definitely not a happy part of the story. No, it's not. It's not a good time. <laughs> it's not a happy, fun time. It's a sad time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, now, now, yeah, K2 would be, I think, a really cool D&D character, actually. Absolutely. I've never actually done a fighter. I don't think I have either. Like, I've done a monk, and yeah, monks are fucking great. I love monks. Yeah, they are cool si- similarly yeah. invincible too, but for different reasons. Like they don't have the constitution; yeah. they are just like you can't hit them. Yeah, they're untouchable, which is kick ass. But yeah, but yeah, fighters is just like I, I feel nothing. It's like uh, Magnus Burnside's like he's just gonna rush in, and be fine. Right, our big goofy boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> rush in and do 17 attacks and kill everything in a turn. That's my job. That's my yeah. job. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Magnus Burnside, so let's talk about a crush of the week. All right. Because let's let's talk about let's talk about a handsome gent or lady or otherwise uh, in the Star Wars universe who we have a crush on. Shannon, who's your who's your Star Wars crush of the week? Um. Well, I I did a a short little twofer so that I could do an old school and a new school. I like it. Um. And my old school is. My boo, Boba Fett. Yeah. Like, I know he's just a clone of Jango Fett, but he's got that custom Mandalorian armor that he stole, and he's got Slave One, which is arguably the second coolest ship in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, agreed. Um, He's just so immediately badass. He's got that cool cape. He's got the cool cape. He's got the jetpack. He did manage to capture Han who is the coolest smuggler in the verse. Right. Um, and, you know, like, he's tough and capable and, like, mysterious. He's a character that always left me wanting more. So that's why he's my old school crush. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. Very cool character. Yeah. And my new school crush, that honor goes to my girl, Snips. Oh, Tano. I love Ahsoka. She's great. I just, I love her so much. And watching her grow... From, like, a little tiny times when Plo Koon first finds her. Mm-hmm. And then when she's Anakin's Padawan. And then as a commander of the Grand Army of the Republic. And, like, seeing her friendship and interactions with Captain Wreck. Yeah. And then, you know, like, not too many spoilers. Because I know a lot of people haven't watched the new season. Right. Um, but just, you know, like, her troubles with the Jedi Order. And just her growing pains and coming to terms with the fact that she feels differently than she thought she would about a lot of things just watching her conduct herself with like absolute grace like she's just such a badass and she's so honest and she keeps trying no matter what i just i love her so much and like a lot of that has to do with the voice acting of ashley Eckstein, who's just so fucking good she's great yeah Yeah. absolutely but like one of my favorite ahsoka quote you don't have to look tough to be tough and me being a little hobbit, like, I, t- I, I took that one to heart, and I was like, yeah, I know, girl. But, yeah, she's, I love her so much, and she's just, she's the fucking best, so. She's so good, and and the, the stuff, uh, they, I'm so surprised that they actually did a really good job writing this character who is a female, who was growing up, you know, who was, like, a preteen going into teenagehood when they, when they did really yes. developed her character. Yes. And was an alien character, and they actually did a really good job, like, developing all the shit that you would go through 
if, yeah. if that was you, if that if you were trying yeah. to grow up and, and be a Jedi, so already be an outsider, and then be an alien, and then be a girl, like... Yeah, it's so much, but they, they did such a good job with it, and she's just... I find her to be one of the most relatable characters, and I just... Yeah, I, I have an undying love for Ahsoka. Yes, and that, that friendship that kind of, like, brother-sister friendship that she has with Anakin is is really sweet, too, and endearing, and, you know. It is, and it makes it makes him blossom as a character, and you, you see the good in him, and you see why he's a character that you should care about. Right, she seems to make, like, everyone she comes into contact with a little bit better just by... She really does. Yeah, just she's by like... Being her. She's a, a magic little seed that helps everyone around her grow. Like, she is. She really yeah, is. I love her. She's a great character. I, I very yeah. much agree with that one. She's such a good character. One of the, like, yeah. one of the rare, like, newer characters who is, like, definitely up there. Like, it's it takes time for a character to become one of your favorites and for her to already kind of be there, even though she's a pretty new character in, in terms of, you know, Star Wars, you know, history. Man, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Just instantly Yay. great. Yay! Ooh, my crushes of the week. So... Tell me, tell me. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> I want to talk about... Well, I want to talk about... So we're talking... Where you talked characters, I'm kind of talking people a little bit more. We kind of mentioned uh, Taika Waititi at the beginning of this. And yes. what a cool dude he is. And yeah, it, having him involved in more and more Star Wars stuff as the years go on is just great for my heart it's a gift it's a fucking gift <laughs> and he's and again he's such just a genuine human being uh, yeah and gives zero fucks and uh, i love him i think he's fantastic yeah i agree so he's one and i'll do it i was kind of doing a two for two because i really want to talk about carrie fisher oh yeah i i almost picked her but i she's She's a part of one of my favorite Star Wars moments, so I'm, like, reserving her Yeah, for that. Yeah, but that's fair. God, she's... Oh, I was like, man, yeah. I was as, as much as I was tempted to go with, you know, an Obi-Wan, because, man, that young Obi-Wan, that kind of middle young Obi-Wan where, where Ian McGregor has the beard going and he's just super hot. Yeah, that's a really good... I know, good, he's your boy. He's my yeah, boy. he's your boy. But Carrie Fisher <laughs> is just the OG, badass, amazing human. And I actually got to meet her. I, yeah. I, <gasps> you did oh my god that's so cool i did i was at comic-con the the this was i forget what year it must have been then because it was the one right before she passed away and um oh. i was like i was just walking around going to different booths and stuff and looking at stuff and um i was i, I looked over and i saw this guy was like you know using his phone to like you know it was like talking to someone was like using his phone to be like Oh my god! And and I looked over and I was like, "Is that is that Carrie Fisher?" He was like, "That's oh, Carrie Fisher." Oh my god! And I, you know, I panicked. I had a heart oh attack. <laughs> I was like, my my heart was like stopping. I was like, "This is how I die. I'm gonna die on the floor." <laughs> in in the Comic Con dealers oh hall, because <laughs> Carrie Fisher is just there with her adorable fucking dog, looking at oh art. Oh my god! But um, so I did manage to like kind of go up to her and I was like you know can I get a picture because I didn't want to just be a creep and take a picture like other people were doing right and she was like I can't yeah. the people with me are not gonna let me take a picture I was like that's cool I just wanted to let you know that you know you've been such an important part of me growing up as a nerd and growing up as a person and I'm just so grateful for everything that you do and she's like oh thank you and she was like super sweet and I'm getting a little oh. emotional now just like remembering it yeah I'm like yeah just hearing you talk about it like that's oh that's so good it was so nice to actually be able to meet her and uh she the, everything that she's done for mental health everything that she's done for oh, yeah women everything that she's done for actors everything that she's done for everything she's put her hands on she's made like good in this world yeah she's just she's a force for good absolutely and it was just so happy to like it was such so so lucky we were to have to be in the same time in the same universe on the same planet in the same you know timeline as Carrie Fisher. Oh, I yeah, I 100% agree. Like a lot of things are total shit, but we got to live at the same time as Carrie Fisher, and that's amazing. Right, and that's got to be worth something. So yeah, 
oh, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, my heart, oh. Yeah, that was, no, that was great, dude. I, <sighs> I'm 100% behind that. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, to do something lighter, I don't really have anything Star Wars-y to Japanify about this episode. Other than, um, I did when I was at, like, a thrift store out there, um, they had these, it was, like, when I had first gone out there a couple years ago, they had these Star Wars posters, like, in boxes, and they were from, like, you know, various places, and I was like, oh, this is cool, I'll get, like, a a Star Wars poster that's, like, Japanese or something, and I was like, that'll be kick-ass, so I picked one up, and I brought it home, and I took it out of its little box sleeve thing, and it's, like... I think it's, like, Swedish or Norwegian. <laughs> I don't know why this, this Star Wars poster from, like, Sweden was was there in Japan, in a thrift store in Japan, but now I got... That's amazing. Now That's I got amazing. that, so... And <laughs> I think it's from the first... Because it's not, it's not Revenge of the Sith, because I would assume that the words Sith and Jedi would be the same in in Swedish as they are in English, you know? I would think so. It's it's one of those things where, you know, they're essentially a made-up word, so I feel like it would have to be the same. But the title might be different from, like, you know, how titles yeah. are different. Like, um, the, you know, The Incredibles in Japan is known as The Incredible Family. So I don't know if it's just right, right. <laughs> some you nonsense. But but that's my weird little Japan thing that I I went I was in Japan I bought a poster for Star Wars thinking I'd get this you know some funky crazy you know Japanese poster and it's from it's a funky crazy poster it's just from like you know our friends up in the north place that's almost even better that's right so wild and bizarre I love it right that made me happy so so yeah but okay so instead of doing our usual um shout out like we've been doing um we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little uh listener uh i guess it's kind of a question right shannon yeah um gabe fisher on twitter um asked us uh which scene in star wars gives you goosebumps and why oof i know right there's there's so there's so many where i watch them and i'm just like oh boy that 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 made me a little that made me a little shakies yeah, yeah, for for sure. So I I did a I did a similar thing. I did like a quick two for one old school and one new school, just because there's so many. Yes, and I didn't want to you know like isolate and you know miss something. Um, so my my old school one is um from Return of the Jedi. Um, during the Battle of Endor, the Ewoks join the fight. Oh. And I know people give Ewoks a lot of shit, but I love them. I was a kid when I saw the movies, so it's like. Something super tiny and cute, like trying to fight for what's right. Right. You know. And they were the OG. They were the OG cute boys. So They were the OG cute. So yeah. Um and it's it's the scene where um Nanta the Ewok is killed um by an ATST and his his friend Ramba comes over and tries to wake him up because he doesn't get it and he shakes him and he won't get up and then Ramba realizes what's happened and he just falls to his knees and starts mourning over the body. Oh like, god. I yeah, I waterworks every time, Oof. like all the feels. And like when I was little, like just to see that sort of thing, like I feel like as a kid it almost made me take Star Wars more seriously because it seemed like the stakes were higher. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair because yeah. you don't when you're that young you kind of like don't think about you, you know stuff like that. Right. You're just like, the good guys are going to win and everything will be fine. And then to see something like that, like, something so innocuous as an Ewok, like, he sacrificed himself to try and help. And, you know, like, it didn't work out for him. And that's really sad, but he did make a difference. And I think that's, like, a cool thing to have in a kid's movie, you know? So that that was a big one for me. Yeah. And, um, my new school one is slightly more uplifting um (laughs) that's good (laughs) um and i might get a little emotional when i talk about it because i do every time that's okay but um in the last jedi when leia is blasted out 
um, into the vacuum of space after that attack from the First Order, Mm -hmm. and we think we've lost her. And then her eyes open, and she reaches out her hand and uses the fucking force. (laughs) Oh my god, I lost it. I was, like, cheering and crying, and I just felt so fucking vindicated because we don't see her in the movies necessarily with her force sensitivity, and there's no real talk of her training, but as a Star Wars fan who's read the books, like, in Troy Denning's Dark Nest trilogy, she becomes a Jedi Knight. Yeah. she, She is a Jedi, and... The only touching we've had of that in the movies before is in Return of the Jedi when, like, Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking and Obi-Wan says, boy, is our last hope. And Yoda's like, no, there is another. Yeah. So, for me, that moment was, like, the culmination of a lifetime of, like, just lore and love for Carrie Fisher. Like, seeing her finally revealed as, like, the badass Jedi that I always knew she was. I know, right? That Damn. was one that of was the things, man, priceless. that the new movies did was it's like, oh no, yeah, Leia's a Jedi. Like, she's a badass, dudes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I that that for me was just like, just the ultimate moment of like, reveling in this fandom. You know, like, that, that was a huge deal for me. So that chills every time. Oof. <laughs> That's a good one. I have so many that give me the chills. I'm, I haven't watched the, um... The original tr- trilogy recently so like the only thing that comes to mind in terms of the old school stuff is when alderaan actually explodes and especially oh like that's a moment yeah. where especially if you're a kid watching it and and you know before if you don't have any exposure to any kind of other you know media because at the time this was like the first time anyone did something like that and to think that the bad guys can blow up a planet yeah seriously like, like, it's terrifying, <laughs> and it's a moment where it's like, oh, God, that whole planet's dead. All of those people are now gone. Yeah, and it's just, like you said, that's something that didn't happen in movies that kids got to watch. And it really, it makes you have an emotional stake in things, because there's a real risk. Right, like, there's no bigger risk than that that I can really think of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big one and yeah it became kind of tropey in terms of the later movies and everybody blowing up planets and making death stars but but man that was yeah that was the original like oh okay i see where yeah, we're going that was that was huge yeah for sure and oh man newer ones i mean the end of uh, we'll do like a sad and a happy in terms of the new ones the end of okay. rogue one kind of oh man Every time oh. is just, yeah. Whew, because you know what's happening, and you know that moment where you kind of realize that you know, Jin knows what's happening, and she just kind of accepts her fate, and you know it basically just ends on the most solemn, sad note with that little yeah. bit of you know that you know they they sent away the plans and everything, and, and that you know they they did their job, they did what they came to do, but at what cost, kind of thing, and it's. Whew, Exactly. And it's so beautifully shot and it really meant a lot to me that they didn't make the characters kiss, that they just embraced yes. as like comrades in arms. Right? They didn't do the tropey thing. Nothing about Rogue yeah. One was like a big stupid tropey thing and that made me really happy that they just kind of, you know, ended it in in a respectful way to both of those characters. Absolutely, yeah. It was a sad but fitting end. Yeah, I agree. But to end it with a happy one, yeah. Um, I know uh, the the most recent movie is is kind of, it's it's not a great movie. <laughs> I I really liked it. Um, I know a lot of people have issue with it. I honestly have to say it's my favorite. Okay. Ones, but that's totally okay. Like I, you know, I I am in the minority. But for me, it just it had a sense of fun. That I can, I had been missing. Yeah, I can understand that definitely because there's definitely it's again it's it's probably not my favorite and it definitely has its issues but there's some really good just fun actiony moments in that movie. Yeah, yeah, like I I know it's not a great film but it was a fun movie for me and I think that's what I needed at the time. 
And honestly, the I think the best thing, well, there, there's there's two really standout moments in, uh, there's a few, but two, like, super standout moments in that movie for me. When, um, when Ray, um, accidentally uses force lightning and blows up the transport, and you think that oh, Chewie's dead. Shit, yeah. I, I went, oh, oh shit, yeah. I went, that was really fucking awesome. That scene was really freaking awesome. <laughs> but We saw that in oof. theaters on Christmas, and there was the entire theater of people just like, <gasps> did right. like an audible gasp. Like, <laughs> like that's a kick-ass reveal to the audience. Very, like, yeah. incredibly well done. But Yeah, that was dope. The ending is probably the most kick-ass ending that could have come out of that whole series i think i agree just everything I, I wraps totally up agree. everything wraps up so nicely and and that ray gets to say that she's race i'm getting emotional <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was we actually we just watched that last night and i was just like a mess during that scene i was just weeping because it's like oh she had such a fucking journey and like yes this is this is how it ends Right? Like, and, and, like, shout out to freaking Daisy Ridley. I, I don't think I could deliver that line without getting emotional to say that I'm right? Ray Skywalker. Ugh, it's just, it's really yeah. good. That's big stuff. That's big feels. Yeah. And it's such a nice, like, happy, good feel, like, moment to end that trilogy on. And I thought it was just super classy to do, honestly. Yeah. It's such a great end to the saga. And it's like that, it, it's the best possible outcome. Like, it just feels right, you know? Yeah, it does. It just feels like, oh, okay. Oh, that made me, that made me so emotional. And so like, she did it. She kind of went through this whole journey of not understanding who she was or where she belonged and kind of found herself by the end of it. And, you know, learned that it's, it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't mean, you know, your blood doesn't mean anything. And you just, you, you were you, who you are because you make who you are. Exactly. Like just that lesson that like you build yourself and you are more than just the sum of your ancestry. Like that was fucking dope. Right. Which is an awesome lesson for kids. Like for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a thing. That's a really good thing to end a movie on that. You know, a lot of young people are going to watch and a lot of young people who want to change the world are going to watch and now they're going to feel like they can do that. And it's real sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, Star Wars. It's already been a fucking hour. <laughs> I know. We could probably talk about Star Wars forever. I kind of knew it was going to, like, be way too easy to talk yeah. about Star Wars I, for an hour. I knew we were not going to have a problem making... I mean, we're, we've never had a problem talking for an right. hour about nerd stuff, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's this was not going to be a problem to get an hour's worth of Star Wars content. I We, we could just talk and talk forever. Yeah, I tend and do go on and on about Star Wars in my daily life, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 nice to have a space that we can just do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, at time of at time of uh, recording this, we have like almost fifty total listens to our podcast. We are at forty eight total listens for our like podcast right now, which is really cool. I didn't think anybody was gonna listen to this, so like that's amazing. Thank you so much for even. I, I just hope that we can, you know, make your day a little bit happier and fun and positive. Yeah, all the all the good stuff. Like, it's it's very flattering that people want to hang out with us for an hour. And it, it makes my heart glad. And this has been such a good a good thing for my mental health in this time. Yes. it's It's been nice to just talk about good things and things that make us happy and hopefully making other people happy. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Exactly. We just want y'all to be safe and happy and, you know, not go totally crazy, which is hard to do right now. <laughs> yeah, just hang in there, everybody. <laughs> hang in there, watch some Star Wars, play some video games, read some books. Live All that your... good nerd shit. Yeah, just just live your best life and, and just try to be happy, try and be positive. Like Star Wars movies. Shit, bad shit's, bad shit's gonna, there is, yeah, there, there is no try. Do or do not, there is no yeah, try. That's, that's the quote. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally lost it. I was just like, oh God, words. So I guess thank you so much for, for listening to us. If you're, if this is your first episode, I'm kind of sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got a little intense for a while, so. We got pretty intense. We got a little emotional. It was a, it was a kind of a ride. 
but uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, and if yeah, if it was your first, maybe go and check out some of the older ones. I'm I'm gradually getting better at editing as we continue on. So <laughs> it's it's a it's an exercise in in learning and growing. So thanks for sticking with us through our growing pains. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. We're like awkward tweens. It's a little difficult, so. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward tweens in 30-something-year-old bodies. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We hope you're doing safe. Doing safe? We hope you're doing good and are safe and healthy and happy. All all of those things. Yeah, all the good things. Whatever a good thing is, we hope that that is you. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have been Amy. And I have been Shannon. And may the force be with you. Always. (laughs) God, that was so lame. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.